Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 196. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Bubble Boy Andy. Uh, that sounds mean. Unless you're just referring to Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Gyllenhaal movie. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend and uh, check out our sports pod. But a lot of stuff to get into, kind of. Uh, Kicking things off with Andy. How you doing? I am managing, I would say. That's that's how I'm doing. Um, Not in 100% health. More like 97%, I would say. Whoa. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention these last nine months, but there is um, a virus, some say from China. And it is uh, ravaging the United States, including California. And uh, it got to me. It got you. It got me. Now, I seem to recall, I think it might have even been the episode's title. You said many, many moons ago that you could pass this in a matter of hours. Yeah, I was a little, little confident. I think when I when I was younger, I probably could. But um, this is probably day day three. Um, but nothing, nothing too serious. Just weird little things. Yeah. Um, I think I felt a little bit tired on a Saturday, but didn't think anything of it. And then Sunday, I had like I coughed a couple times, but it was nothing real. And then Monday, which so I, I get tested for work uh, twice a week. Took the test Monday morning, felt okay, and then about an hour into working, I started getting a sore throat, and I was coughing a little bit more, and I was like, "I'm getting the fuck out of here! Like this is this uh, this could be the worst." So did they like come in? They didn't have time to test. Would they have come in with a hazmat suit? And be like uh, we have to ask you to leave. No, the th- the whole the whole problem is that I took the test in the morning. I never got results back till eight o'clock at night. So. Whoa. It was a good thing I went and I left. Yeah. Like I could have been there not knowing this whole time, but I just wasn't feeling all that great. Uh, by the time I got home, though, like I didn't have the sore throat and that stuff anymore. But um, I don't even I don't know, know if I had a sore throat. I, it just it's like it's every symptom imaginable is possible. Yeah. It's just one of those things like, well, you can have a headache that's like a migraine or a non migraine headache or because that's yeah, all I, I got right now. Headaches. Is a, I have a headache um, and it could be because I didn't sleep at all last night because I was just like nervous, not not about dying or anything, but um, trying to like, it's like you got to get your affairs in order. You're like getting <laughs> knocked out of commission. I have my PlayStation coming in a couple of days. Uh, oh, I wish. Well, my, my goddamn soundbar. It is came that on not Sunday, there? It came on Sunday night to my parents' house because I wanted to go there because I didn't want it to sit out front of my porch. porch. Pirates, yeah. Um, and then... So I was like, I'll go pick it up Monday. And then <laughs> when I started being sick, I'm like, I'm not going to go over there until I find out my negative test result. And then when I didn't get my negative test result. Yeah, but couldn't uh, you have someone from your parents' house bring it over and drop it off at your door? Oh, absolutely. My dad said he was going to. And then he never <laughs> did that today. So Damn it. I don't know. I don't want to say like demand you have to do this, but um, tomorrow because I'm going to get bored. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of TV watching to enjoy, and you want to have your primo sound. Yeah, definitely. But, like, yeah, I'm worried about, like, all the things I need to go into an office to do that I can't do, and then, like, 
I was like, well, I lock my shit up with my key that I take home with me. And then it's like, well, now they need to get to that stuff. Tough. Like, like, hmm. Like, well, I can pick up the key, but then do I have to wear gloves to pick up the key from you? You could drop, you could put it on the front porch or the front front door. Um, but yeah, then you're going you're gonna to need the hazmat suit to get out there. So, yeah. Uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I, that's what it's so disappointing because I, I was happy that I was like, we're almost out of this shit. And I didn't get it, even though I worked the whole time. Like, this is good. Like, I fucking did it. Yeah. To like get this close. Well, at, at least <sighs> it's early December, so you're still gonna have Christmas, most likely, you know, disease free. Yeah. So, yeah, I think two weeks from yesterday will be like the last work week of or before Christmas there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I don't know when I'm ever gonna go back. I don't know if I can just manage. I mean, today I couldn't get much work done. It was. They couldn't. I didn't have stuff set up, and then they never responded when I told them eh. to set stuff up. But you know, enjoy some of the time off. I worked the entire time when I had it too, and I kind of wish I took a day or two uh, off to just kind of chillax. Yeah, I wanted today to get everything set up, and then like I can be like, well, I'm just gonna use a sick day for tomorrow or something. Um, but no, no such luck. Now I have the like it's still up in the air thing. That's the worst. I have plenty of time. I would I would just take days off and be like, I don't need to do this. I still have two uh, sick days to burn by year's yeah. end or I lose them. Yeah. Well, you can't get it again. So it's a powerful feeling. Yeah. I mean, the, the one positive here is that well, I guess I will say there's two positives is one. I don't have to worry anymore um, about like, well, am I jeopardizing people if I actually go out into the world? Um, but also, I don't have to be part of any vaccine scramble that I think they're going to still try to make people take the vaccine if they've already had it. But they're definitely going to be low on priority. And you're like, I'm not going to be worried about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I got I was in Aliso Viejo area today for work and I got like an Amber Alert for, you know, stay the fuck home. Uh, new rules, blah, 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 for COVID. It's, it's wear a mask, blah. This is coming through on, I have more work phone, my watch, my personal phone, my car is beeping. It's like, what the hell is going on? It was an Amber Alert for COVID. Yeah, no, I, I think we all got that. But yeah, there's just, I feel like they've announced a lockdown like six times, but they're not actual real lockdowns. So they just have to keep saying it. So it makes it seem like this one's escalated. Ugh, it's ridiculous. It like this one, it's this time we closed this one park, so it's worse. It's like, oh, okay. It's like I don't know. We've been doing this for fucking forever. Yeah. Like, like I didn't. I mean, that's the thing. I didn't do anything different. Like I was, I was kind of mad at the talking to my boss like yesterday. Like if I test positive, like I didn't. I went to my parents on Thanksgiving. Haven't left the house other than going to work. You haven't gone to, to the, the grocery gro- store. I went to the grocery store on Saturday. So based on the timeline, I would have been infected before going to the grocery store. Hmm. So it was not that. So I got it from work, and and I was sad. I was, I was upset that they said there were positive cases last week, but you can't tell people, "Oh, this person's positive." But I was like, you should tell people somebody was positive. Well, <laughs> and my work, the way they do it is they 
send out an email or they call. I don't know how that in fact they do it, but they when someone tests positive, they let the HR pe- people know. Then they, you know, kind of trace who they had seen in the office, you know, when they think they had it. Then they go and call them and let them know. And then at the end of the day, they send an email to, you know, everyone who, you know, works within that office saying, you know, we had a case. Uh, the people who had been around him have already been notified. Uh, you have no reason to be of alarm for you, just making you aware type of thing. Yeah. We've I mean, had, my place is smaller. Yeah, we had. Uh, well, it's hard to say how many people are in the office at our office. We have about 900 employees, uh, but none of not nearly all of those people go into the office. Yeah. I mean, I, I said like because I I talked to my boss yesterday about this saying like, you know, I had a couple cold symptoms. That's not a good sign. I was like, maybe it's just a regular cold because those happen too. And then this morning I texted her saying we need we need to talk about what the plan is. And then when she called me, she's like, Oh, she's like, What happened? And I was like, Well, I did test positive. And she's like, Oh, I didn't know. And I was like, Well, they don't notify <laughs> they don't notify you? And they're like, No. Wow. I was like, What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You got a crack squad going on there. Like, we have to make plans about and I was like, You should tell the people I sit next to. <laughs> I was there yesterday. She's like, oh, and I was like, I don't care if you tell them that it's me. I don't care about privacy. Tell you should tell them. Yeah, because I mean that's that's the whole the whole thing with this thing is that it's like there's that time period where you spread it, but also won't test positive and won't have symptoms. So that's how it works. Is I likely got it from someone who tested negative on Monday, but had it and then started being contagious on Wednesday. And gave it to me. But then when I tested on Thursday, I didn't test positive yet because you don't test positive right away. Um, so that situation can repeat with everyone I was near yesterday. But shouldn't someone else at this point have already turned up a positive test as well? They won't tell me. <laughs> that's ridiculous. So I, that's what I'm hoping what do you for. Work I'm for like, the this, government, Andy? I was like, this will be shit if I'm the only person. <laughs> Patient zero. Because, like, the person that they told me, like, oh, the person who tested positive on Thursday, they're like, did you have contact with them? I'm like, no. Like, they were around, but I didn't have direct contact with them. And I know people who had direct contact with that person. So, that would be kind of shitty if somehow I got it. But they didn't. So, who knows? Ridiculous. Yeah. Disappointed in my body. Should have done better. Yeah. Just keep. Tylenol severe on hand. I didn't even take any of that, but I was told to keep that on hand for like when you, if you get a fever or something, have zinc, vitamin C, and then drink a lot of water. I don't even have any of those things. I have water. I do have water. You should I have get, grapes. You can do, you know, uh, uh, like grocery store delivery things. I ordered all of that from Costco and had it delivered. Well, I mean, Jeff Bezos just charged me 120 bucks the other day, so he owes Whoa. me for that Amazon. Yeah, you hate that. Um, okay, well, we uh, hope that things go smoothly for you, and we'll uh, check in with you on that next uh, next week's pod. Yeah, Hopefully, and if uh, um, if any of you already RSVP'd to the Tony State Christmas party, I'm sorry, we're going to have to cancel it. Yeah, we Tony held on as, as long as we could. But uh, drink some eggnog in my honor, I guess. I've been drinking eggnog all week. I haven't had any, and what am I going to do now? You have to do a grocery store delivery. It's going to all be sold out. <laughs> no, people don't drink eggnog. 
I'm like one yeah, of like right. nine people that do. All right, well, let's move on to some news stories. I got a couple of them for uh, for one out of Taiwan. Not well, not technically virus related, but I don't even know how this made the news. Like, how do you even write in about this article to like let people pick it up? A man was forced to sell a device after his wife realized it was not an air purifier. Now you. Let me ask you this, Andy. What kind of device would you guess this might have been if it wasn't an air purifier? Um, a humidifier? It's pretty good, but no. It was, in fact, a PS5. Ah. Pretty good. Pulling How a fast one. I, I I think those things are, what, are they like three or 500 bucks? It's $500, but yeah, that's if so, you can get one. That's just kind of mm. funny. Like, you're getting a... Air purifier for five hundred bucks. That's going to be a really nice air purifier. So they, his wife, must have been pretty pissed when uh, she caught wind of it saying like Sony PlayStation. You know, because didn't it say that out loud when you turn it on on the TV? And also, wouldn't you be surprised when a TV and an air purifier are on at the same time all the time? So he tried to trick someone. That's what it was all about. Yeah, pulling a fast one. You'd be surprised about all the consumer electronic goods that cost more than a PS5 these days. Yeah, my air purifier was a hundred and like thirty bucks from Costco. Yeah, I mean, I don't even care about air; it doesn't do any good, so I don't need it purified. Eh, I like to have good air. Yeah, but okay. Moving swiftly on to the next story, Apple silently released a new product this morning. This is 100% out and available. Now, I I don't know, in fact, when you can get your hands on this. Odds are soon. Uh, but Apple AirPod Pro Max. So this is the first Apple AirPod over-the-ear headphones. They look uh, like a giant couple of Apple Watches meet those headphones you wore in the computer lab in elementary school and you know 1987 um but obviously you know these are the greatest things they've ever made as is every one of their products uh but i know you know the price tag andy but can you just let everyone know how much that is um well the ps5 is 500 dollars, so it can't possibly be more than that right oh contraire 550 dollars so that's like prices right style right there. That's because they still got to pay off Dr. Dre, right? And this is all related to all that bullshit. No kidding. Uh, why not release this on the Beats line? I thought that was always the plan. Uh, was I think the Beats line is just dead and they just bought it and they're like, cool. It's part of us now. It's a power move. They're, it's like the blob and uh, goosebumps. It's going to, you know, uh, engulf it and then just overpower it. Take it over and make itself bigger. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I imagine these things are just unbelievable sound. But, A, I don't really like even wearing over-the-head headphones because it's like wearing a motorcycle helmet. It's going to mess up my hair. Also, yeah. you're just going to look like Ben Stiller and Starsky and Hutch running on the beach. You're going to look ridiculous with these huge things on your head. What are you doing? So, if you care about audio quality, you got to get those type rather than Well, like what it's going to be is every NBA athlete, as they're walking in for the big game and, you know, they got the camera guy there, they're all wearing these. 
in different yeah. colors because they got them for free. And then eventually when gyms are allowed to reopen, every athlete, quote unquote athlete, is going to wear them at the gym because well, dang it, that's how they get their best doggone workout. Because, yeah, I guess the one cool thing about like that makes it different than those like the, the computer lab things you're talking about or like I'm thinking like the uh, like the DMV would have like the tests and you put the little headphones on. Oh, a hearing test. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like those, but uh, what makes them different? These these like disassemble. So that's kind of interesting. But again, all the like you say, the, all the NBA guys. They're not disassembling them. They're just wearing them. They they wear them on the bus. I've seen that Colin Kaepernick commercial. He wears it on the bus, never takes it off, goes straight in the locker room, puts the pads on over the, the headphones. Yeah. Just, so there's, there's no reason for them to, to, to disassemble it. Now, you know, I like to think that when they're doing that big old walk, they're listening to Tony's take. Uh, I hope so. They can reach out and be a guest. Yeah. Yeah, we're open to guests. We're going to be having some more, hopefully, uh, in the new year. Uh, but yeah, so if you are looking to spend half a thousand dollars on uh, non-home theater equipment, Apple's your uh, your place. Okay. Yeah. In more news of uh, television, Andy, you're familiar with Tim, the tool man, Taylor of uh, the late, great, terrific show, Home Improvement? I wouldn't call it late, great. It's like... It ended 30 years ago. Yeah, late. Yeah. All right. Well, yes. he is going to reprise his role. There was a uh, promo for the up and coming, uh, I believe, last season of Last Man Standing, where uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor is back and he's actually interacting, uh, you know, uh, Lindsay Lohan style with himself, Mike Baxter. Okay. So people are very thrilled about this. Yeah, I yeah they get along. I think probably a little bit, you know. But uh, so I believe that I think I don't know if it's the first episode or what. But the new season starts up just under a month from now. I want to or just over a month from now. I want to say on the ninth of January, but I could be mistaken. It'll be a new year. We'll we'll all be reset. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, but that's exciting nonetheless. So uh, moving right on to this story you're going to have to enlighten me on here so alfred molina is going to reprise his role as dr octavius yes in a new spider-man yes so this spider-man 3 whatever that really means the tom holland series uh is taking some weird turns that there have been rumors of uh cameo appearances from Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, previous Spider-Men of old days. And it's like, well, what are they really doing? Uh, the rumor is that they're going to do like a Spider-Verse thing that because that the cartoon Spider-Verse was so popular that they're going to do their own thing on it and bring back uh, old characters, bring back old Spider-Man. They can bring back old villains as well, I guess. Well, and um, I do think that'll be really fun, but Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he basically die as he took that power ball to the bottom of the Hudson River? Definitely. So who knows? It could be another alternate universe where he didn't die. Oh, but it's still Alfred Molina. I mean, who really knows that the the possibilities are endless. But it was a good role. He was good in it. It was a good movie. And there's no problem just uh, 
doing it again. Now, That's do we know we when like. this is due out? Uh, I think it was supposed to be due out this summer at some point, but at this point, no, probably next summer. Okay. Or when I say this summer, I mean, it's, it's hard to try to do that thing. Um, I'm going to say summer 2021 is what they were shooting for, but that's not happening. Yeah, they'll miss the mark. Okay, well, it could be good. I, I like the Spider-Man franchises. I pretty much always have. Specifically, these Tom Holland ones, I think I like the most beside uh, the Tobey Maguire ones. I, I never really got into the Andrew Garfield ones. No, those weren't very good. And then was there another one? Um, I mean, there's been the animated stuff. And, no, I, I don't but, count yeah. that. Okay, so there wasn't. There All was, right. yeah, there was the 60s cartoon. Yeah, no. Uh, according to this, Sony uh, is has a date set December 17th, 2021. Okay, so well. So that is uh, about you know, a year A year from away. Now. So they're probably uh, having to lock down all the filming they're going to do like right now. Yeah, that, that was the other character that's returning. Jamie Foxx. Um, who was in the Andrew Garfield movies as a villain is going to come back as well, which is strange because that wasn't that memorable, but whatever. That's it's Jamie Foxx. Yeah, it's Jamie Foxx. You want to get him if you can get him. How much you have to pay to get Denzel to be a villain? Oh, he probably won't do it ever. And that. I don't mean specifically to Spider-Man. I just mean in general. I mean, he, he's been a villain before. He was a villain in a... Uh, the movie that was very good that he won an Oscar for that I'm training day. No, I mean a villain like in a hero, a superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of thing. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe if he has like grandkids or something and he wants to work with them or impress them. Like, yeah. They'll really like it. So we need John David Washington to have a baby. Yeah. I don't know if he has or hasn't at this point, but okay. All right. Well, Nonetheless, that sounds entertaining, uh, and uh, I can wait a year for that. I don't, I'm not, I don't care that much. What I can't wait for, and I mean like I, I don't care to wait for it at all, is a new Lifetime, I believe Lifetime movie, uh, for KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken has a, uh, a movie coming to Lifetime starring none other than A.C. Slater. Yeah, I, I, I saw this. Uh, I didn't watch it. I mean, I saw the little trailer they put out there. Um, Lifetime does some weird things. Remember when they had that? Uh, Will Ferrell did a whole Lifetime movie, like just played it straight. No. Yeah, it was like five years ago. He was just the main character in a Lifetime movie, and it wasn't a comedy. It was just done. He's like, I, I just wanted to do it. So I think Lifetime is in on the joke. Oh, of course. But it's just so bizarre kfc kfc's marketing is bizarre make it but i think it celebs to play the the colonel so yeah they do other weird things too and i think it works um i don't know if any marketing did they do weird shit well good for them okay tell us a little bit about o'neill blomkamp uh yeah neil blomkamp the uh, director of district nine who and Chappie, of course, but who hasn't really made a big movie since District Nine. He's kind of had a strange career, but uh, he has a new uh, movie coming out that he uh, was able to make over this uh, pandemic. So one of these surprise things. Uh, that's always nice that I don't know, people are able to to figure things out here. So 
especially a guy who's like, it seems like every time he makes a new movie, it's worse. So maybe yeah. like stepping back and doing something like this is what he needs. Yeah. Could be a kind of a reset. Yep. All right. And then our last big story, we're going to talk about HBO Max and how they're going to be releasing every movie next year, same day as its theatrical release. But yeah, before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at the Clipless Leash, formerly known as the Simple Doggy. This is the leash you've been waiting for. And if you guys head to theclipplessleash.com right now, they're going to give you 65% off. I don't even know how they're going to do this or how long they can do this for. But all you have to do to get the dog leash you've been waiting for is head to theclipplessleash.com and plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y at theclipplessleash.com and you'll get, you're going to get 65% off on a dog leash. Guys, this thing is way better than the standard clip leash you always have to do. Chase your dog around the house. This one, you just kind of braid it right through and it's fast and simple. It's remarkable. Head to theclipplessleash.com and get 65% off. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. Andy, what do you know about HBO Max getting all of the 2021 movies? In the uh, I know this day? is this is like 11 stories at once. Uh, kind of like undermine some of our big stories we've covered lately. Uh, first was the the Wonder Woman going straight to HBO Max um, along with the theatrical release. That was big news. Yeah, I mean, that was like, what the fuck? That's a huge movie. And they're adding 4K and HDR that same day so that people will actually want to watch it um, at home. Um, and then last week we talked about the Godzilla versus Kong story with, uh, Netflix making an offer to, to buy it, but then it said how, so that movie is a co co-production from legendary entertainment, which is a Chinese company and Warner brothers. And they wanted to sell it to HBO max, to keep it in the family. Um, so they're working that out. And then to go from that to, no, every single fucking thing is going to go out on HBO Max, including the co-productions like Godzilla vs. Kong and Dune. So just to be clear, it's only for next year. This is not for the rest of time. It's just a temporary fix for next yes. year. And it's it's kind of crazy because it's it is everything. It's not just like, well, our things that are in that are already done, the things that we held on to for this year, we're just going to put out. It is things um, that were never going to, were not supposed to come out until next year that didn't get delayed or anything. Um, even when time should be better. Like I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic that if people want to go to movie theaters next June, next July, it'll be relatively safe. Yeah. Um, no, I would but, definitely like to go back to a theater. I, I do think from a business standpoint, I mean, you, you might as well, make hay where the sun doesn't shine because if that's how the saying goes if theaters are closed you might as well try and get as many people to come to your app as possible yeah I don't know, this is a, a really smart business move from my perspective because you might not I'd, ever make a movie with Christopher Nolan again yeah so that we'll, we'll cover that part of it too but um, for HBO Max I think it's a great service like not just it's it's all the HBO stuff which HBO is great and always puts out great content but all the other stuff that that comes and goes to HBO Max. 
is really good. Like they have a long list of things and they they cycle things in and out pretty quickly. Like I think it's a it's a really good service and they're I'm pleased with it. The originals have been I think people have liked some of them. I know the one that just came out, the like uh the flight attendant got good reception. I haven't watched it yet, but like I, I think they're I think they're a good service and it's just right now they're it was bad branding, bad strategy, not b- bad product for why it's failing. So if you could do something like this to actually help it succeed, I think that's good for everyone, but um, not the people who made the movies, but yeah, they're the ones who are upset. But yeah, just to just so you know, like here that some of the movies included, it's not just um, Wonder Woman and Dune and Godzilla Matrix, um, the Matrix, yeah, the Matrix Four, but then like it's the Suicide Squad. Those are kind of the big ones, but then just smaller stuff. Uh, the Conjuring, uh, that's a great get. Like I don't need to go to the theaters to go see the next Conjuring movie. No. Um, Mortal Kombat. They haven't made a Mortal Kombat movie in forever, and I'm sure it's not going to be very good. But I'll watch that shit on streaming. I won't, but uh, yeah. someone will. Fucking you. Space Jam too. That was that was probably going to be a big theater hit. Perfect, because uh, now I get to feel like I I I don't need to support LeBron. Yeah. By paying you know twelve bucks. And then uh, Tom and Jerry, which I saw a trailer for for like three weeks ago, and it looked horrible. One of those like cartoons in the real world movies. Oh, is had, Bill had Murray Michael in Pena. it? No, I had Michael Pena. Okay. Um, I'm sure he'd be fine in it, but the movie overall looks pretty bad. Can be about a three. Yeah. And then uh, In the Heights, the Lin Minwell Miranda movie, that was supposed to come out this uh, summer. That's just something they didn't know what to do with. And it's like, yeah, just put it on here. Unless um, Larry David's in it, I'm not watching it. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's two big problems here uh, with this strategy. And one is the fact that not all of these movies are Warner Brothers exclusively. Uh, They make deals with other companies to co-finance, co-produce. But in these cases, they own the sole right to distribution. So in the case of Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong, even though they were were mostly financed by a Chinese company... um, not Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has the right to just do what they want with the movie and put it on there. And that's um, definitely uh, the uh, director of Dune is upset about that. He said, my movie should be seen in a theater. It's a huge spectacle and that's how it should be. And just, I don't, that's one I don't understand. I, I would wait on that one. Dune was written in the 1960s. I know people want to see it, but put that out next Christmas. Like save that one. Like you don't, I think a lot of these should come out. Tom and Jerry in Mortal Kombat, put them out. I don't think Dune needs to come out on uh, streaming. Yeah, I mean, that one I might go see in theaters, although I live in L.A. County, so I think they're trying to make theaters like homeless encampments or something here. Uh, Yeah. But if they ever do get allowed to reopen, that'd be a good one to see. But I mean, like Tenet, we wanted to see that in theaters, but we're going to not and i know we were supposed to see it at your house but you're now uh (laughs) agent over there yeah we'll see how that works out and i mean it's watch it through the window yeah no i'll I'll be healthy again someday um yeah so there's that part of it of like what the director's vision is for a movie they want it to be in theaters that was the controversy with tenet was that like no we want you to see it this way but and like it didn't work like theaters opened up specifically because like hey we got a big movie coming out it just didn't work so i don't think you can blame warner brothers for that yeah they're Um, adjusting with the times it's not like 
it's just completely back to normal already. And they're like, nah, we're still going to do it this way. Yeah. And then I think the other, the other issue here is that how many contracts and stuff are based on revenues related to uh, box office and stuff like that. And how like Warner Brothers deciding to just not have it go to theaters is going to affect uh, people with those deals. So I know they said like a lot of the stars, they said, um, like Margot Robbie is supposed to get paid a lot of money for Suicide Squad based on like its box office. Well, if there's not going to be no box office, she's going to lose out and on that like cut because it's just going to go straight to streaming, which is not part of their deals to get a cut of that money. Uh, so that's a lot of the big stars of stuff. They get cuts of box office. I'm and, sure LeBron's still going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, LeBron will figure it out. Um <laughs> I could care less if you didn't make another six million dollars. Just go do yeah. another movie first and tell them next time you have to pay me eight. I think that's a, that's a bad look. That's what that was uh, Christopher Nolan saying. Like you're going to lose all these people. They're never going to want to work with Warner Brothers again. It's like fuck off. Like everyone is sacrificing right now. Like I don't give a shit if Margot Robbie's not going to make her ten million dollar bonus for the Suicide Squad. Yeah, she'll be fine. You know, actual people lost their jobs yeah. from all of this. So, and I mean, people that don't just, well, I'll sell this house because it's in a pinch and I haven't been there in a year. So when a, a movie star has an issue with pay, I could give two shits. Yeah. Especially when you see like the story of uh, Johnny Depp is going to get paid. Uh, he $10 got his full dollars. pay for one day's work and his full pay was what? Like $10 million. It was at least 10 million. They said so. Yeah, preposterous. Like I never understand why that is ever worth it. Like, because like I wasn't gonna watch that piece of shit anyways. I don't like Harry Potter. I don't like uh, a Harry Potter spinoff. But like Johnny Depp was never gonna bring me to that. So why do they even pay? I never really understood that. But I guess Somewhere, there are people. Someone is excited about it. Yeah, because I mean they 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 said they replaced him with Mads Mikkelsen. It's like all right, cool. That guy's. Just a cool asshole. Like now, just to clarify, that person somewhere who's excited about it, they also probably have a tail sewn onto their jeans right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Johnny Depp has that fan base anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, if he could do another movie like Blow, yeah, or Black Mass, that's what the people want to see: Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I mean, what's Tim Burton working on again? That's probably where you're going to get. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I'd like to see how many new subscribers they get on HBO uh, Max uh, from this move. Well, I read there are a bunch of people who haven't even activated their HBO Max accounts that because they have it through cable already are eligible, but they're just they're old people. They don't get it yet. (laughs) Well, good. That's like people who make get a gym membership and then never go. Well, they said it's like it still they said like HBO has like thirty seven million subscribers through cable. I know, like um, thirteen million of them have activated it. Yeah, only about thirteen million HBO Max subscribers. It's like, well, no, that right. just also that just tells you about America. No one's lazier. Yeah. All right. Well, should we get into what we've been watching? Yeah. Got a lot. How many things do you have off road, Andy? Um, so I've got six. I got like one and a half. (laughs) All right. Well, you should get sick and watch more things. 
don't nobody got time for that. Because I mean, most you stuff do three, done. I'll do my two, and then you'd close out with your last three. Okay, so I'm going to try to get them in a good sequence here. Um, so the, the the main thing I'd say I watched this week, uh, I watched both Citizen Kane and Mank. So if you don't know, Mank is a new Netflix movie from David Fincher about the writer of Citizen Kane and kind of how uh, how he wrote that script and how the life events that led him to writing that script and getting the inspiration. Um, I had never seen Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. I don't know. Have you, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm probably one of 17 people under 30 who have seen it. Yeah. Despite its reputation, I never watched it. I never just flipped on Turner Classic Movies in my life. Um, so I just never got around to watching it. But because of this movie coming to Netflix, I was like, I should I should watch it. Um, it's on. It was on HBO Max. So old movies are stellar if you take your Ritalin. And that's for just people who don't watch movies that require reading because every movie from, you know, 60 years ago, 30 years ago, even were twice as long and twice as slow because why? Well, they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have like it was this or a board game. Well, I would say that is not the case with Citizen Kane. I actually had to watch it twice um, to try to make sense of it. It's not that confusing a movie, but it's a movie that jumps around and it is very quick. Uh, one thing with old movies is that they just talk strange and you're like, what? What did that well, guy say? Well, like, same, Yeah, like what? Um, so I would say, yeah, it, the movie the movie holds up and that it's still entertaining. I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time, but I appreciate some of the things they did. That's like some of the, the cinemat- cinematography um, where it's like, oh, I don't think people did that kind of those kind of angles before. Uh, so yeah, I haven't like seen this movie in. 10 years yeah like the history history aspect and it was like novel by doing this whole jump around uh time was like a whole new concept at that point like for us it's like pretty normal um and there were there were some moments where it's like uh when he's like an old he's the old man and you could totally see the line on like the bald cap and it's like uh they didn't think people could see that well back then well bear in mind andy no one had ever seen this on a humongatron Everyone, I mean, short of the movie theater, which probably also was grainy as hell. Yeah, it was, you know, a 13 inch TV. Yeah. And if you don't know what the, the premise of Citizen Kane is, it's um, about a guy who inherits a bunch of money and, you know, buys newspapers and just kind of lives a weird rich guy life, runs for office. Um, it's definitely very heavily based on William Randolph Hearst. Um of Hearst Castle. So, uh, and if you watch Mank, you don't have to dispute that at all because that is what Mank is really about. Does it go over the fact that he like called him a communist and shit trying to get um, the movie to not be released? So it doesn't really deal with anything post writing. It kind of movies like over. Uh, It's really about how Mank met Hearst and the relationship he had with, her uh, mistress at the time, who was an actress that he had a good relationship with. Uh, she was um, played by the actress from Mean Girls that I'm forgetting. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, but she was really good. Um, I did, I love David Fincher. He's done, you know, Social Network, Seven, Fight Club, a lot of great stuff. Uh, he hasn't done um, a film in a long time. He did um, Mindhunter with Netflix. But, so I was really excited to see this. That's why I had to 
watch both of these and um he decided to make the movie like it's an old movie where it's like old black and white and like fake grain um i don't think that was the best decision but it wasn't like too distracting it still looks really really neat uh and it was just it was a story like i just didn't know anything about like old hollywood it's basically 30s hollywood and yeah the how the uh movie companies were very anti-communist and i I don't know how like heightened that some of that stuff was because it's like some of the politics of it seem too like on the nose for today where it's like we got to call that guy a socialist and then they're defending him no he just cares about people and then um yeah dealt with um well when were people getting blacklisted that was later that's like the 40s and 50s but it still was an Building issue up to it. It was still an issue because in the thirties, like there was still this like question of like, well, is socialism and communism and is that totally evil? But then like post-World War II, it was like, yeah, we hate, we all hate them. Um, but God, what was, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but it was, he was a writer. He ran for the governor of California. I never knew this. Arnold um, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, he was, I'll have to look it up. I'm blanking on the name, but he he wrote like um, Trumbo. No, he wrote the the book that became There Will Be Blood. He wrote uh, it's called The Jungle. Um, Upton Sinclair, that's the guy's name. Very famous, like author writing about like real world stuff. Um, and I didn't even know he ran for governor of California. Um, I never knew that. And he, uh, the person who plays him, is a strange cameo. Because you don't see his face. And I'm like, is that this guy? So I don't want to spoil it for you if you're going to watch it. But it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think overall it was a good movie. There's some controversy behind it because there's controversy behind the this, this actual real life story. What the truth is behind uh, who really deserves the credit for Citizen Kane. That like this movie kind of presents it as this writer wrote it and it was his vision and then Orson Welles just took it and made a movie rather than like he's historically always been the genius behind it, not Mank. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of old time movie people who don't ever want to consider that was possible that uh, Orson Welles wasn't like this young genius who made the best movie of all time at the age of 25. Yeah, I kind of want to rewatch that now and I'd like to watch Mank as well. Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of it is at Hearst Castle. Like, that's good shit to see. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually filmed at Hearst Castle. If it's not, it's a really good recreation. So I think it's all sets. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know if they would even allow people to film there. But uh, I remember watching, we watched that in a film class. And so, I mean, I don't remember any of it much anymore, but they give you a lot of, you know, tidbits and aha moments and such. Yeah. Okay. You want to do one more? Uh, I'm going to do two more because I'm trying to get a theme here. Aha. So I watched uh, both episodes of the movies that made us the Christmas edition. I have them on my list. I haven't watched them yet. Yeah, they're they are what they are. If you watch those other ones, but it's like that's definitely a good background thing to put on. So the first one is Elf and. a Nightmare Before Christmas. What's the second episode? Oh, just those two. Oh, it's one per episode. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So just it's just those two, and yeah, they're forty minutes each, I think. 
so something that's interesting about the elf one is that uh, the story that I kind of talked about like two weeks ago about the people who made killer clowns and how John Favreau hired them to do the stop motion thing. Uh, that whole thing was covered in there. It's like, yeah, that's interesting that like that was something I, I didn't like know about that. at all. And it all ties in together. Yeah. Killer uh, clowns. And then it all goes back to killer clowns. Yeah. And they show a scene from killer clowns in this little thing. So, you know, I'm into that. Um, and then the uh, nightmare uh, before Christmas is a very fascinating story, how that came to be. And just <laughs> Tim Burton at the height of his powers, not the best guy to work with. So kind of uh, spoiled some of that for me where I'm like, Oh, I love those Tim Burton movies. And it's like, Oh, he sounds like an asshole, but that happens. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah, he, I... he, he earned it. He was on a hot streak at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that pop up on uh, Netflix the other night and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna have to add this to the list and watch it later. Yeah. All right. And then the other Christmas movie I watched is, uh, a Hulu original happiest season. Um, it's a, it's one of those things where it's a very s- typical Christmas movie story with a twist. And this is, uh, you going home for the holidays, bringing home your, uh, new romantic partner, but also it's a lesbian movie, but also she hasn't, um, come out of the closet to her parents who are somewhat conservative. And it's like, that's just a mishmash of like 11 different movies. Um, yeah, it sounds like halfway there to uh, uh, leave or whatever that movie's called. Get out. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot like Get Out, especially uh, it's kind of like uncomfortable at first in that uh, they're like halfway to the person's house when the one character says, like, I still haven't told my parents that I'm a lesbian and just like in Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> and like she's like, I'm not going to do it. So. You're going to have to pretend to just be my friend on this trip. And then she's like, also, my dad lied about being uh, in a military helicopter that got shot at with a missile. Yeah, no, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't that quite. But um, it's it's funny. It's got a good cast, a um, bunch of TV people. Um, Kristen Stewart's probably the lead, I would say. She's probably the most famous person there. Is you she know, a good Twilight. actress now? Uh, she She does what she does. Like, I thought she was okay in Underwater. I, I think she's a good actress if you're putting her in like a character that makes sense for her. That she wouldn't be good at the some of the other roles in this movie. I think her best role is probably Into the Wild, where she plays like a traveling gypsy uh, yeah. to parents who are just hippies. Yeah. She like sells old vinyl records and books. But it's got both... Uh, Aubrey Plaza and Allison Brie, which is confusing to me. That, that, that's the same person, just because, one's excited and one's not. Yeah, one's from Community and one's from Parks and Rec, and it's like they were the same time. Um, it's got Mary Steenburgen as, of course, the mom character. I think that's just like a given at this point. Yeah. You just write her in there. Um, and then uh, Dan Levy, the uh, Eugene Levy's son, who the Shit's Creek guy hasn't really done anything other than Shit's Creek and I still never watched that show. But yeah, he was he's great. He's just a gay version of Eugene Le- Levy and that's You know, Mary Steenburgen by the way. No, she's not in. Never mind. She's an elf. Yeah. <laughs> As the mom. But yeah, if you have Hulu, it's it's worth it. It's just a it's a Christmas movie. They ice skate and do that stuff. 
Yeah, I'll check it out. I added it to my list. You ready for my uh, one and a half? Yeah. All right, so I watched Home Alone, not Home Alone 1, not Home Alone 2, not even Home Alone 3. There's a Home Alone 4. Did you even know that? We had talked about this before. Have we? About how that, like, no, I didn't know until we talked about it at some point. Um, I think there's like seven of them or something. Yeah, so come to find out, like, after you finish this one, like, oh, you can watch another one right now, blah, blah, blah. No, definitely not. This one was hard enough to watch. Because uh, So it stars that weird guy, French Stewart, who has never aged since Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing, and I didn't have time to really piece it together. His name is Marv in it, and he wears a beanie and all that stuff. I don't know if he's supposed to be Joe Pesci, or he just happens to be called Marv also. Uh, so I thought that was weird. And then they have a smart house, but it's not just, you know, hey, turn on the lights, turn on this. You have a remote and you walk around with it everywhere and you say open door and it opens the door in front of you. It'll close the door behind you. All that kind of crap. Way too just like over the top, especially what yours is from 2000. And uh, oh, my God, 2016. So never mind. I thought this was a lot older for some reason. Uh, uh, this is 2002. <laughs> really? Yeah. The release date I have on this one is... Are you sure you're on Home Alone 4? Yeah. Hmm. With I French Stewart. I said that on... Uh, you know, maybe it was released on streaming? I, I don't know. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is just whack. So it doesn't even have a critic's rating, but it has 24 for the audience, so it tells you something. But we're going bottom of the barrel this uh, season for uh, Christmas uh, when we have time. But uh, the other one I watched, which definitely was not bottom of the barrel, was uh, Scrooged. 1988 Bill Murray. Richard Donner directed and uh, produced. And uh, I bought this on iTunes, I don't know, like three or four years ago after the holidays when it dropped to five bucks. That juice is worth the squeeze. You, I had only seen this on Comedy Central at that point, you know, commercials and also a, a 15 years prior so it was worth buying they don't air this on any channel for whatever reason i think it's because it's got buster poindexter in it uh this is fun i mean it's scrooge but with an old modern day twist on it because the movie's 32 years old uh but it's fun and it's bill murray and both audience and the critics have it at a 71 percent yeah that's good it's it's not perfect i I don't even know if I'd say it's a Christmas classic, but it's definitely one to watch. It's got Bobcat Goldthwait in it. Yeah. He's Cratchit, right? Yep. And Buster um, Poindexter's actual name is David Johansson, by the way. Yeah. So okay. I'm looking it's at enjoyable. this Home Alone thing. I'm, I'm still stuck on this Home Alone thing. So What do you want to know? This is like supposed to be the regular characters. Like that's what his, I kind of thought, but it's that's like, what okay, it's Kevin, Kevin McAllister. Can't stay six years old. So it says he's nine years old now, which wasn't he? I don't know. And yeah, French Stewart was Marv, and that's supposed to be the real Marv, the Daniel Stern Marv. Okay, well that's just preposterous. <laughs> um, but the reason why it's shocking to me is because I've seen Home Alone three, and Home Alone three is just a whole new story. Yeah, and that was actually like in theaters. It was shit, but it was a real movie. Scarlett Johansson was in it. 
Yeah, okay, so IMDb does say 2002 on this, and I think that's what it had said when I watched it. Uh, like I thought it said 2001 even. I don't think anyone knows anything about this, actually. Well, it's one of those things where it's like that uh, um, National Lampoon's Christmas 2. It's like Eddie's holiday vacation oh, or something. Oh, yeah, like I've always like wanted to watch things. that. Yeah. Where it's like this can't be real, and especially now yeah, like, that go to uh, Jamaica or something. Now that uh, the guy's like been insane for at least a decade now, like how did that even make sense? Cousin Eddie's Island <laughs> Adventure. Yeah, <laughs> it's like who the fuck? How is this legal? It's like like the president should have stopped it. Who was president? Fred when Willard's in it. Who was president when that movie was made? Uh, where's the year? Two thousand three. All right, so Bush had other problems. He's like, we got Saddam Hussein still out there. Yeah. I can't stop this movie. I'm sorry. But he should have. I thought this was way older for some reason. No, I remember it being not like the 90s or something. I probably would have watched it if it was from the 90s. Hmm. Woof. Uh, so, yeah, those are the two things I watched. I highly recommend Scrooged. Uh, you most likely have to rent or buy it. Uh you don't need to watch Home Alone 4. Now, I'll, I'm going to sneak peek one that I'll have for next week because I haven't finished it yet. But 2001, Brian Cranston is in it, and it's a movie for TV, and it's not Lifetime. That's all I'll say. Okay. That's, so stay tuned to next week. That's like that a one. Jeopardy question or something. That's Final Jeopardy. I'm going to have to figure it yeah. out. And don't look it up, you cheaters. Oh, okay, okay. All right, Andy, what else you had? Was that all you had or do you have more? I've got two more and I won't take that much time with them. Uh, number one, Bombshell. This is the uh, Fox you News movie. watched this? Yeah, well, because I re- re- renewed my Hulu uh, like two days ago and it was on there. I was like, all right, I never watched this yet. Um, it's a strange movie to watch. I, It feels like they should have waited 10 years to make that movie. That it's too weird to seeing these people who are like still doing stuff where it's like oh that's sean hannity remember that guy it's like no he's still on tv like yeah. it's, there's nothing like fun about that where it's like all so these people I, I, still listened, I listened to an interview with uh what's her name megan kelly and she hadn't she's never even seen it and no one asked her a thing uh when they were making it yeah i think it's one of those things when they're real people you can just kind of be loose with it um but i mean it was it's it's mostly real and that the head of it <laughs> did get in trouble and was forced to resign by the Murdochs. That that the overarching story is right. Lithgow um, was great. Yeah, the uh, Margot Robbie character is, is made up because they had to make up like a a, a non on air person for it. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's good, but it's like this would be much better if it was this came out in twenty thirty and you're like, oh, remember these people back in the day? And it's like, but yeah. Like, for being oh, they're like trying recent. to do like the Facebook thing. Yeah. And while the movie is still great, there's some of that stuff that didn't age well where it's like, oh, that's not what Zuckerberg is like at all. We know him now. We well, know Facebook him better. Facebook didn't age well. Yeah. But it's good. Uh, great. Great. Charlie Staron. That's like it's creepy how. Yeah, that was accurate. R- she was ridiculous how well she like you're like, oh, my God, that's that's her like down to the voice. Everything was nuts. Yeah. 
All right, what's your last one? Uh, the last thing is a movie I watched at 2 in the morning last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> Could not fall asleep at all. Killer Clowns. And Christmas I was just like, special. I'm going to put something for my Netflix list on. Uh, the Squid and the Whale. This is a older movie, uh, 2005, I believe. Um, Noah Baumbach, who I like a lot, makes a lot of movies, made Marriage Story from last year. Uh, definitely an interesting movie to watch alongside Marriage Story because they're very similar. As, But like this movie is kind of about his experience um, being a kid with divorced parents while Marriage Story is about him being an adult and getting divorced. Um, it's kind of interesting to see both of that. So this is a uh, movie takes place in the eighties. It's Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney as the parents. And, uh, speaking of Zuckerberg, Jesse Eisenberg is like the teenage son. Woof. Um, so it was an early Eisenberg performance, but, um, and he, I feel like his whole persona, like his whole acting persona came from this movie. And it really came from Jeff Daniels character, who is one of the worst people ever like real life people like he's not like villains in movies are you know bad guys you think of like the joker and stuff where it's like well it's just it's a a cartoon um this jeff daniels character is a very real person and just sucks he's just kind (laughs) of he's he's a struggling writer who's just kind of like mean without like he just thinks he's better than everyone else Mm -hmm. and it's it's really like authentic where it's like yeah this is totally believable and he's a bad person um I've never heard of this. It's a very good movie. I mean, it's a small indie. Um, I think it was kind of Noah Baumbach's like first uh, breakout movie, um, and he's still not like a household name. Although his last movie was nominated for Best Picture, so yeah, I know the name. It's definitely a. Uh, he's been on a upward swing since back then. I'm still trying to find the movie from I think the '90s where Jeff Daniels is digging for like treasure in some lady's basement. Uh, isn't that that movie about the bombing? I have no idea. I just remember that that movie was always on on Comedy Central as well when I was a kid. And it was one of those things where you would always watch the same 30 or 40 minutes of it because whenever you turn the TV on, that's it was at the same spot. I, I don't know how that happens, but that still happens to this day. Um, with movies like Hobbs and Shaw, whenever I watch, like flip over to see where it is on that movie, it's always the same spot. I don't get it. But that's one of those movies where whenever you would turn it on Comedy Central, he was in this lady's basement digging uh, for gold or something. See, now I'm trying to find the movie I was thinking of. I think it's, yeah, there's always just, um, you never know. Like things are fake. You think they're real and then you've just misremembered something. Yeah. Well, the squid and the whale, huh? All right. Well, uh, anything else to add before we wrap her up? We're, we're right at an hour. No, I'm now I'm I think uh, it's getting to me. I think I'm making stuff up stuff in my head. Yeah, we were trying to do a short one, too, for your the, sake. The sickness. And, uh, we ended up going one of our longest uh, entertainment ones. But I think that'll wrap us up. You've been uh, listening to episode 196 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and join with me. We had off road. Get well soon, Andy. I'll try. Thank you. We'll see you later.